So hey, hi. Hello. How's it going? So good. How was your Friday? It was good. I sat at home all day. That's the best. Worked at home and then laid in my bed. Oh yeah. Hours. That's what I did too. That's what I've been doing the last week though, because Tuesday I actually I think it was Monday night. I don't know what I did. I think I like cracked my back or something, but mm-hmm. either way, I did something atrocious to my back. And after it happened, I sat up and it literally started burning, like searing, burning pain going down my leg. Yeah. They said I pinched a nerve. So I had to go to the doctor the next day. I went to urgent care and they were like, you done fucked it up. And so they gave me like muscle relaxers and steroids and stuff. And I had to call into work and my work was like, really? And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like. I literally feel like I broke my back and I'm trying to, the doctor said I should be doing nothing but laying down and resting. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so like I can't come in and they're like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what world is this that we live in? Like every job I've ever like- had has been like that. Like you can never call in. Like it's this big ordeal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The one I'm at now is not really like that. Like it's okay. You just feel bad because it's people like, end up having, like, you feel like you're the cause of everyone else's stress that day because you're like, well, now I know they're going to have a crappy day. Yeah, that's how I feel, too, because our jobs are so similar that, like, like calling in sick, sick immediately means you're fucking everyone else over. Oh, yeah. And you're like, they're sorry. all going to me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's the worst, dude. Yeah, so that fucking sucked. It's finally starting to feel normal again. Like, I'm at the end of my steroid packet. I have to take, like, the first day I had to take seven pills. Oh. And then the next day it's six, and then five, four, and three. I guess that's mental. I'm not a doctor. My muscle relaxers, like, I made a joke, like, saying how, like, they're not even going to be that big of a deal because I've taken muscle relaxers before, and I take sleeping pills. And so I was, like, making the joke, like, because the doctor or somebody said like maybe they'll help you sleep and I was like yeah okay I've had insomnia since I was 16 and then I took them that first day and I was gonna try to work still (laughs) and that's so like I hurt myself on Monday I went to the doctor on Tuesday but then I told my boss I was gonna keep working and I took the muscle relaxers like two hours later I was like I'm so tired. <laughs> I could like keep my eyes open I went upstairs to go into the office where Jason was working and I was like I need help. <laughs> he was like, no. bro, what's wrong with you? I was like, I need coffee right now. No. I felt like I needed to be like a cartoon where they tape their <laughs> eyes open. Just like. And I had to lay down. So I'm like laying on the couch, relaxing, but also trying to work with my laptop, like on my stomach. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, so relaxed. Oh, no. Yeah. So have you ever hurt your back that bad? Yes. It fucking sucks. Yes, dude. I have. I would not recommend. I did it one time when I was picking up my kid. She was, of course, we were at a birthday party. And she was Excellent. throwing a fit, like a whole like ass temper tantrum. Because the presents weren't for her. And I'm like, well, life lessons. Because the presents weren't for her. That's well, I mean, a reasonable she was like thing. Two, so, yeah. But she was pissed. She was so mad. I was Damn. like, dude, no. So I was picking her up off the ground. And I literally, like, goofed myself right Fuck up that, bro. like i couldn't walk for like two weeks correctly like, yeah seriously it was like um, when it goes down the, your leg and it's yeah. like your it, it made, feels like you can't put pressure on it it made my butt like 
burn. Yeah, like mine went numb. That's how it felt. And then, like, even when I took the muscle relaxers, there was still this, like, like, it made a lot of the pain go away. There was still this, like, feeling of, like, like, my muscles and shit weren't right. Yeah. Like, I just fucked it right up. Yeah, that's what my week one. Getting old. I mean, we're getting old. I, I literally like twisted. I twisted weird, and that happened to me. And I'm like, am I a 95 year old woman? Like, yes. Is this my future? Like, starting at 24. What's it gonna feel? Like? I feel like my spine's gonna be gone. Like, it's gonna just <laughs> disintegrate. Be that, like that old lady on SpongeBob. I'm going to be only a spine. She's just shriveled up in the. That's chair. how I feel. Like. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. I feel like the shriveled up chocolate lady. What are they selling? Chocolate. <laughs> it's like the best episode of that whole show. There's some good ones. Good contenders. Jason's favorite one is the one where um, they're trying to get... What the fuck is the dude's the evil guy? You know, like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy? Oh. But then you know they're Man evil. Ray. Man Ray. They're trying to get Man Ray to be good. <laughs> And the scene with Patrick, <laughs> is this your ID? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all the memes that came from that one, that one's good. Classic. I was, like, looking back on it, I feel like it's really weird that they had that episode about, like, the panty read. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like, that's so weird. And then at the end, <laughs> he's like, mommy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Eugene! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a sidetrack conversation. I don't know what is. Okay, real talk. Podcast. I have notes on here. We're doing that. Um, Boom, 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 boom. If you could go back to it, this is not relevant at all. I feel like if you could, like, if you could, if you could have dinner with one person. That is what I'm going to ask, but not that question. If you could go back to any time period, I saw this question on Facebook and I was like, what time period would I choose? What time period would you go back to? What if it had to be like a whole decade? But then you would come back. So, because you have to, like, commit, you know? Because if it's just, like, to visit and then you can come back, then you could pick, like, the wackest shit ever. And it would be fine. I don't know, because I feel like... Wow, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to (laughs) say. Wait, what? No, I want to (laughs) know. I was just going to say they all sound bad. They do kind of all sound bad. There's going to be things I hate about all of them, even the one we're in right now. Like, I don't like that. I want to make a different one. I feel like I would go back to, like, the 90s, but as, a, as an adult. It's like, then I would be mildly annoyed all the time because of all the things that are just not as convenient. Oh, true. Yeah. So it's like... Because then we'd have, I like, rather, the knowledge we have now. Yeah. Would I rather just dive straight into, like, going back in the day, back in the day, and, like, knowing to, like, going into expecting that, like, things are just going to be, like... Bad. Archaic and just like bad. That, just like simpler times or whatever. True. Or should I go like a little bit back and then just be annoyed that it's almost as good? Like almost mm-hmm. as high tech and almost as convenient as so you know what I mean? We're both both just brats and we don't <laughs> yeah. want to be inconvenient. So even if we had the ability, we just wouldn't. No. That's pretty fair though. Know, just be like, forward, well, not forward sounds kind of scary too. Forward sounds really scary. Let's go back to 2012. No, 2008. That was a good year. 2008? Lady Gaga was popping that year. Oh my god. <laughs> that year. 2008. Let's just stay there. What if it was only one year? I feel like if it was one year... I would, I would do something fun fun. Like, not fun, but like something way different. If it was only Yeah, like year. 1900s or... Like old, like... Columbus but we wouldn't days. have any rights. Mm, right. We'd probably get like molested. 
Mm, um, right. Well, I'm thinking like 70s mm-hmm. Woodstock, the year of Woodstock. Yes, you win. That's that fun. would be cool. That would be super cool. If it was just for a year, but yeah, longer than that, you know. I just rather not. That sounds like a lot of just mental. I'm not mentally stable enough. Barely make it in this year. Seriously. Okay. Um. 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 Oh, dude, we hit a thousand downloads. What the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. Like straight it's up a fake number. That doesn't even feel real. And then I was looking at because, like, on the program we use to keep track of shit, it tells us like what countries and everything people are from. We have more listeners from other countries than we do in our own country. Well, I'm not the most surprised. I mean, like, I am, but also it's like people around here they don't they don't listen to us because for a reason. <laughs> That's because because of, for a reason. I said because wow. we're fucking annoying. Yeah. I think that. Maybe I'm hoping, maybe somebody who listens to this will tell us if this is not true, but I'm hoping maybe like my nasally annoying voice is less annoying for foreign people because they don't hear it as often. Oh, so they're like... Whereas like girls listening to us in California are probably like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Why do you sound like that? I don't know. It's just the way. It's okay. I have a manly voice, so... It's just like, I was like literally Googling how to sound better on a podcast and it turns out it's just not really. I feel like we just don't have the, the right basic like genes to have no, no talking no. voices, <clears throat> speaking voices. Yeah, no. that's the one. Um, but here we are. We're we don't gonna have like narrator. I was so annoyed when Jason filled in on that one episode and he's got like the most better than perfect narration voice. And I was like, wow, guess we should just write the stories and Jason should read them. Because Maybe you should write them too. <laughs> Maybe you should write them too. Oh, uh, yeah. A thousand downloads is fucking crazy. What is this like? Um, yeah, cool. That's pretty much all I had to talk about for this episode. Um, trying to think if we have any, like, important stuff that has changed. I'm trying to post more on our Instagram, like, crime scene photos. Because we've had our Instagram for, like, three weeks. Not, like, gruesome, gruesome, unless they're important. But just trying to put more, like, supportive material so that if people want to know what some of this stuff looks like, they can just look at our Instagram and see it. So I posted some because our last podcast was the Phoebe hand. I saw that. Yeah. That was good. So I found some content from that and then also some pictures to, like, reference the the girl in the box case I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to keep doing that as we release episodes. And then I'm also trying to stick more to a schedule. It's just not quite the schedule that I like it on. So right now I've been posting no later, like publishing our episode no later than Friday, which is about like six days turnaround, which isn't awful. I just don't like posting the end of the week. Yeah, I feel like I'd rather post it on Wednesday or something. So I'm going to work on that, but at the very least right now, at least it'll be like no later than Friday. I've done that two weeks in a row now, so I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you for doing everything that I don't do. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know how you do like the social medias and stuff like that. Like I just can't barely even like find the time for me to have my own social media, let alone run another one. All I really do do on ours is like every time I see on my personal stuff something true crime related i try to just like share it to our page that's what i've been focusing on the most like if i see like a meme or something that's true crime related that i would have like already shared you know what i mean because it's funny then i'll share it to my 
to our page and stuff like that, just because I'm like, hopefully our other true crime fanatics think that's funny too. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, well, social media is not too bad. It's the editing podcasts. It's hard. Because I have no like experience in that regard other than like, I'm good with photography and stuff, but audio is like 100% different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been like a learning process, but hopefully people can expect shit by Friday at the very latest, which I think. Just bear with me here. I'm fucking trying, you know? <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. Thank you. So, hell yeah. Um, it's 11.34 in the morning and we're drinking wine and I haven't had breakfast. That. So For the first time. This is fun. Well, technically last week we recorded in the daytime too, but that was because we're fucking retarded and yes. we spent way too long the night before. And then fell asleep halfway through our recording. Yeah, so then we had to re-record, which was super cool. And... So this week, it is a Saturday morning. It's not even noon. We've got a bottle of wine on my desk. We are ready to go. I'm technically on call, but we're just going to pretend that that's not real. So if you hear anything ringing, yeah. and then we just go missing for five minutes, yeah. that's what happens. At least in our actual published episodes, because right now we're recording live just for fun. But in our published episodes, luckily, I'm able to cut most of it out. Pretty well. I'm getting good at cutting bullshit out because we say such stupid shit. (laughs) So, like, I need to, like, trim that down a bit. So I'm getting good at that, where I feel like people who listen to our podcast might not even notice. Really? Like, I've cut, like, 20 minutes out before and just, like, made it flow like it didn't happen. (laughs) Like, we didn't even say anything. like, waving a magic wand, (laughs) cut all the stupid out. Okay, real talk. This case. So... The reason I wanted to do this case that I'm doing this week, it's called the Skylar Niece oh, case. Oh, it's you good. You won't tell me anything, so I'm excited. It's really good. It's really fucked up. Not like, not fucked up in like a graphic, like sword and scale <laughs> kind of way, but it's fucked up in like, um, how can people do something like this? And right. there's no real closure at the end. You're just kind of like, what the fuck was that for? That was like for nothing. Which is some of the worst, like, I get so frustrated with two types of things. Unsolved mysteries make me upset inside. Even when you, like, willingly listen to them. Yes, all the time. Yeah, all the time. And at the end, every single time, I'm like, but I want to know. Maybe they found the answer right now. Maybe I can find it. Seriously, I'm like, I'll figure this out. And then... The other ones are where they're, like, completely, like, motiveless. Like, there's no real yeah. reason. It's just Or if it's bullshit. a really stupid reason. Exactly. So this one is a really fucking stupid Like the Casio Starter one? Yes. That one makes me this, mad. This is so comparable to that, like, in my really? opinion. Yeah, just in terms of, like, how fucking dumb it is. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, which is upsetting because it's, like, the cases that we do they're already like fucking sad because these are true crime cases people there's always a victim like there's always it's not a happy ending really ever and then to have it be for nothing is like incredibly upsetting it's like cool yeah so that being said now that we're all (laughs) perked up and ready for this this one i'm just gonna forewarn everybody that this is um pretty much me retelling a dateline episode like the michelle (laughs) lay case but Should it's we just, just put that warning in front of most of our episodes? Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> this is pretty much just an article. Yeah, this is pretty much just a Dateline episode. But it's like, I get, maybe this is just me being lazy and making excuses for it. <laughs> but I feel like 
it's already been done so good. I liked it that way. Why would I change it? Yeah, so pretty much I watched Dateline and made notes on it, and we're going to tell it that way because it's good. It's cool because I've never seen that Dateline, so now it's like I don't have to. Exactly. And maybe some people don't listen to Dateline, so it'll be like, here, I'll give it to you. That's a good way to put it, Thank right? Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everyone a favor. <laughs> okay, um, ending that rant. So this is the Skylar niece case. So she was a beautiful teenage girl, and I'm going to post pictures on Instagram because she was, like, the cutest little thing. I feel like they always are. It's, like, so hard because she's got beautiful, like, bright eyes, and her mom and dad said she was, like, a straight-A student. She loved her parents, and it's just, like, of course, this is, like, the one that the gets killed. killed. Yeah. So she was born in 1996, solid year. That's when I was born, too. Hello. Um, so she was kind of like high school age. She was great in school, like I, don't I said. Like, that. like it makes it feel like really real. Yeah. When they're our age. I feel like a lot of people yes. are usually like 20, 30 years before. Yeah. But now when they're like our actual yeah, age. Yeah, it's like kind of scary. A like, lot of I mean, our stories. Not that they aren't before, but it's like, it's like makes it way too real. Like mm-hmm. that something like this could have happened to us in a weird way, you know? Yeah. Which we should already be thinking that because that's just real life but it's just something about being born the same year I was born is just freaky to me like because it's like when this whole case went down we would have been the exact same age so it would have been like something like this happening to me or like a very close friend or something like that yeah anyways so 1996 she was high school age like just going into high school her freshman year, she had two super, super good friends. They were inseparable. So it was like a group of three of them. They were always like, is. always is. Seen around school together, like always at each other's houses. And all of their families, like they weren't super close, but they each considered the other girls like part of the family yeah. too. You know what I mean? So she also had another close friend. Her name was Morgan. They were basically sisters and they met when they were in nursery school. That's That's how long. And they kind of drifted apart a bit in high school, but in the Dateline episode, Morgan gives a ton of interviews to give like backstory and stuff. So it's freshman year and classmates say that Skylar did not at all struggle to make friends. Like she was popular. She was super, super bubbly and outgoing and like everybody just loved her. So Pretty soon, she had um, two friends, Sheila Eddy, Rachel Stroff, and those were the girls that were inseparable. And let's see. So it's Thursday, July 5th, and it's the summer after her sophomore year. So freshman year, she, like, made all these friends, and, like, this is where she got super tight with her, like, girlfriends, um, Sheila and Rachel. And now it is the summer after sophomore year. They're about to be juniors in high school, and it's July 5th, and... Skylar gets back home from work pretty late. So she hugs her mom and she goes to bed and tells them she loves them and all of that normal stuff. And the next day, Skylar's supposed to meet, I want to say she's supposed to meet with her dad for lunch or somebody for lunch, but she doesn't end up showing up that afternoon. So something happened the night of the 5th because she comes home, but then the 6th, she doesn't meet like she's supposed to. So they look around the apartment to see if like, there's any signs of like where she might have went or if she left a note or something and they noticed that outside of her bedroom window there's like a stool outside of the window and there's no screen in the window anymore so they think let me guess let me guess because she's a teen and the age that she is they think that she just snuck out exactly she's instantly a runaway pretty much yeah so they noticed the stool and obviously since the screen is missing like you said they're thinking that you know she 
probably snuck out at the very least she snuck out you know what i yeah. mean um so her job ends up calling later that day saying that she's still not at work and so now it's getting real like she didn't show up to the lunch date she had she didn't show up to work and she loved her job so shit starts getting really scary so sheila one of the three musketeers she calls skylar's mom after because obviously skylar's mom like calls everybody right and it's like yo have you seen her so I think Sheila initially says no, but I'm not really sure. But Sheila ends up calling her back and saying, like, I have to be honest with you. We snuck out last night. And, like, based on the circumstances, I'm really freaked out. And her mom's like, what do you mean? Like, what happened? And she's like, well, we've snuck out before. And normally, like, she sneaks out of her bedroom window. We pick her up in the car. We go, like, drive around or do whatever. Right. And then when we bring her home, we don't want anyone to see the headlights. So we drop her off at the end of the street and she said everything was normal we all hung out we had fun we just talked and bullshitted and then we dropped her off at the end of the street and now you guys are saying that you don't know where she is and her mom is like what the fuck like that's not right you know yeah. so now the running theory is like maybe somebody picked her up between the end of the street and her house yeah because she would have had to walk all the way down the street to her house the middle of the night this is scary because like as like a preteen like a little younger than this mm -hmm. me and my friends like I you go like friends. walk there around the neighborhood. We would literally leave the house almost every single night at like midnight and like walk around the neighborhood and just BS on like yeah, that's and, like, pretty it much felt what they did in that neighborhood. But I remember there was a couple times when we saw people outside that like it freaked us out. Mm -hmm. And like, what if yeah that ends so up badly? Like, Sheila and Rachel are like freaked scary. out and they feel guilty because yeah. they're like, what they if were the last ones was there like yeah like what if we hadn't snuck out and this maybe this wouldn't have happened. Or we, like, drop her out of her house instead, yeah or... yep so sheila's like fuck like we fucked up so sheila tells the mom that we dropped her back off around 12 a.m so then police recover surveillance video from the apartment complex that shows skylar getting out of her house at 12 30 a.m and so the police bring that evidence to sheila and the mom and the family and the girls are like absolutely not like there's no fucking way unless she snuck out again. So mm -hmm. maybe she made it home and maybe she had other plans. We don't know. She, she talks to boys. Thing. She does other, she's got other friends. Like, and so now everybody's like, what the hell is going on? Her friends are like, I don't understand how this is happening. Like, right. We saw her like get out of the car. Like she walked now towards her house. Really sus. Like, it's like yeah. And it's all just like not really adding up. So this is leading the police and the family to consider her maybe a runaway even further because the surveillance video that they have of her show her willingly getting into a car. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like it's a kidnapping and they can't really even investigate it as a kidnapping because she got into the car herself. Mm -hmm. So now they're really considering her a runaway, which you know what that does to an investigation. Like it makes it, it not taken seriously. So now there's no amber alert because that's not. not a kidnapping so the next day sheila comes over which is the friend and she hugs the family and they cry together and they start making a plan to try to find her they print off flyers and they start going and like putting them up everywhere and like the police are now starting to like get involved with the high school and like asking other classmates questions did anybody else meet with her like did anybody else sneak out mm -hmm. has anyone heard anything are there rumors so the weekend comes and goes and Skylar's still missing. So tips start flooding into the police station, but they're dead ends. And they're like people claiming to have seen her. 
And there are people claiming to have seen her all the way in California. And I think this is in Virginia that this happened. So it's like literally That's East really Coast weird. to West Coast. So they end up investigating every single sighting that they can, and it's all dead ends. But it's just weird, like, how people try to, like... And I think it's people, like, genuinely trying to do good. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, you saw her in California, really? Like, are you sure you saw her? You know what I mean? So something, like, kind of, like, feels like a red herring, but something police had to investigate is there's a nearby town and there were two bank robberies that had happened in that town. And there were rumors spreading through the high school. Cause like, imagine this happening in fucking high school. Like there's rumors already. Yeah. And so now there's a girl that's missing and it's all anyone can talk about. And so all people can do is figure out what happened. Make up mm-hmm. stories. Exactly. So there's these bank robberies and the police need to investigate them. And the rumors that are going around the high school is that Skylar knew one of the guys from the bank robberies. Oops. And then this, the rumor like goes even further saying that sh- there's basically stories going around that she was at a party with them that night that oh. she went missing. And so there are people saying maybe something happened at the party and it's trying to be like covered up. Um And so police investigate that and they don't really find anything of it. But it's just like yet another story that ends up being told that confuses things. Yeah, and I'm sure it makes the family feel awesome. Exactly. So the investigation progresses and social media is blowing up. There are now rumors spreading that maybe Sheila and Rachel know more than they're saying because the girls were inseparable. So how do you not know where she is? And how has she not reached out to you? How do you know, though? Like, how do you... Just because they're best friends, like, you don't know everything I do. Right. And if I went missing, that doesn't necessarily mean you would tell anybody. And, of course, you would keep in touch if something bad had happened. Yeah. Like... Or if you ran away, you're going to be wanting to... Not... Be away from people. Give away where you are. Exactly. So... And if you're, like, you're okay, you're not going to be reaching out to your friends and, like... Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think the police's theory, like, from the Dateline episode, they kind of say, like... They were starting to think maybe Skylar had run away and the girls helped her. Mm-hmm. So maybe that night that they snuck out, maybe this was a plan and that Skylar was wanting to run away or like maybe it was a prank of some kind or whatever the case may be. And that one way or another, the other girls were involved in it somehow. I feel like I would never help my friend run away Mm-mm. like that. I Not like, you're crazy, dude. Seriously. Like, and if it was like, even if it wasn't a situation where I felt like, they needed to leave their home for, like, safety reasons or something like that. It would be like, Mom, can they come stay here? Yeah. It wouldn't be like, hey, go do whatever you want. Just yeah, like, go hide out somewhere. Like, yeah, I don't get I it. I wouldn't be involved in that without, especially if it got to the point where police were asking the questions, that I would break. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, I feel like as soon as it started getting serious, I would be like. Okay, so what happened? So she said. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the classmates at the high school, they do kind of corroborate this, though, by saying that. After Skylar goes missing, Sheila and Rachel start being, like, really secluded and quiet. But that could also just be because their fucking best friend is missing. So it's just, like, so hard to say. Like, everybody's pointing fingers and everybody's trying to, like, look deeper into the nothing that they have. You know what I mean? So the whole situation sucks for everybody involved. The friends who are now probably in trouble because they snuck out, period. They were in some way at least involved in the night that she went missing, which is putting this, like you know, red target on their backs that they had something to do with it. The family's missing their daughter. The other parents all feel guilty because their kids snuck out that night and it's all just shitty. So the investigations continues and police 
and they kind of like uncover some weird evidence. The night that Skyler went missing, they had snuck out just like Sheila and Rachel said, but they find more surveillance videos at the gas station nearby. And in their interview, Sheila and Rachel said that they had like pulled onto the main highway and they had gone east and just drove for a while. And then they drove back just like bullshitting. Mm-hmm. But the surveillance videos show them going west. Oh. Not east. Which is a weird thing to lie about if you yeah. aren't doing anything. I guess maybe I could see it like in the sense of like you're what 16 years old and I don't fucking know what direction I went. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or you could think maybe it's not important. Like, I could see myself being nervous and saying some stupid shit that's not true. Like, <laughs> yeah. for real. Like, being like, if somebody was like, whoa, what were you, what did you guys talk about? Mm-hmm. I could just say something off the top of my head and then be like, that's not what we said. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, just, like, maybe panicking. Um, so, basically, like, obviously this idea is starting to develop that maybe Sheila and Rachel know more than they're saying. And people, including the family, start pushing the girls on social media to come forward and tell the truth and let's be honest here and did she run away can like, you imagine if people were doing that and you really were telling the truth that would be so that uncomfortable suck. it'd be so uncomfortable yeah so finally sheila said she had gone towards blacksville which is the town towards the west mm-hmm. not the east but that skylar had told her to so she says skylar wanted to be dropped off there and this is the same town as the robberies from earlier in the story So now it's like everything's confused. Like nothing that we initially thought is what actually happened. They went in a different direction. They went towards the town with the robberies. People are saying that she knew the people that committed the robberies. And it just doesn't make sense in any way. So everything is starting to boil. Like it feels like the whole situation is just getting tense Mm -hmm. and the police are pushing harder and harder for answers. And now slowly but surely new pieces of information are being brought forward. And it makes the police feel like if we can just keep pushing them, we'll break one of them. Mm -hmm. So six months since Skylar's been missing, um, 911 operators get a phone call from Rachel's parents. This is the other girl. So Rachel's parents call and here's like the conversation. She calls in and she says, I have an issue with a 16 year old daughter of mine. I mean, I can't control her anymore. And they say like, what do you mean? She's hitting us. She's screaming. She's running through the neighborhood. And in the background, you can hear Rachel going, no, like just screaming her fucking head off. And so police take this as she's having a mental breakdown, like something isn't right. isn't right. She's holding something in. She's withholding information and she can't do it anymore. So they feel like this is a prime opportunity to try to get something from her. And before they even bring her in, Rachel calls them herself and says, I want to meet with police and my lawyers at the same time. So they're like, what the fuck? Okay. So she basically says she has to get something off of her chest. So they get into the office and they sit down with her and the lawyers and they say, okay, what's up? What are we here to talk about? And she looks at them, all the officers in the room, and she says, we stabbed her. Oh, my God. And police say everybody in the room just went silent. Like, everybody knew something was going on, but nobody knew what. And she literally just outright says, like, we stabbed her. So, Skyler wasn't a runaway. She didn't go missing. She had been murdered. And in pushing Rachel in that conversation with her lawyer, they get more and more information from her. They come to find out Rachel and Sheila had been planning this for months together. That's disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. So 
Rachel tells police, we thought that on the night, we thought that the night of July 5th was the ideal time to do it. So I don't fucking, I don't honestly know like what led up to that night, but I guess what had happened that day is Rachel got a shovel from her dad's house. They both brought spare clothes and cleaning supplies. According to Rachel, Sheila brought kitchen knives from her house. They called Skylar and they said like, hey, like we're sneaking out and we're on our way over, like get ready to go. So Skylar comes running out and gets into her car with her best friends. It's like a normal night, like they've done over and over again in the past. They drive for nearly an hour west down the highway, not east. They park like kind of in the woods a little bit, like off the highway. They sit and talk, like they get out, they walk through the woods and they just like sit and talk and they just kind of like bullshit. And Skylar gets up to go walk back towards the car. And Rachel tells police that she looked at Sheila and said on three, one, two, three. The two girls pounce onto Skylar from behind. They start stabbing her literally in the back. Skylar like turns around and like tries to fight them off. And Rachel says all she remembers Skylar saying is why? Why are you guys doing this? And they stabbed her to death in the woods right there. Literally the why. Yeah. And they buried her with sticks and dirt and they left her there in the woods. And they just drove back home. And then they went to school like normal. Oh my god. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's so stupid. It's the stupidest shit ever. So literally all read, what the fuck is what I have written on my notes. So they ask her like, why would you do this? Like, what would prompt you to do this? And Rachel looks at them straight face and said, I don't know. We just didn't really like her. And that's like pretty much all the information she'll give. They won't give any motive. They won't. We just didn't like her. So investigators keep the confession from Rachel a secret because now they need to set the trap for Sheila. Yeah. Rachel had led them to the body, but they still needed more evidence in order to ensure that they could convict both of them. So she invites Sheila over. There's cameras and microphones, but it's not a success. She's Rachel not does? able, mm-hmm, like at the request of police, but she's not able to get anything. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? anything yeah nothing usable um so police end up seizing sheila's kitchen knives and her car but it takes time to run tests on that stuff so at school basically they find her body they confirm that she's been murdered and all that but they don't want to release any information on the fact that they know that rachel and sheila were involved Mm -hmm. they do release a statement saying like you can all stop looking for her because she's passed away so at school that next week like obviously everybody's upset and crying and it's just distraught i'm sure yeah so while all this is going on sheila is crying literally tears to her friends saying who could have done something like this to her um i wonder if those tears were like actual tears from like remorse or literally all just an act i think honestly based on what they said like on the way the two girls talked they didn't give a shit and i'll kind of explain even worse so social media kind of gets involved in this case quite a bit um because at this point now they're monitoring everything the girls do Mm -hmm. and if you remember when we were this age this is when twitter facebook and everything was and snapchat we're getting Just super getting popular. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, 
this time of year, they're now juniors. I remember Snapchat back in the day looked mm-hmm. so different. It looked so different. Remember when you could only take a picture and like you could only type a certain amount of characters yeah. and then you had to finish each sentence in like the red, the only color you could draw in was red and you had to yep. finish every sentence like that. Every single time. <laughs> so these girls are like spending all of their free time and their main method it seems like is Twitter. So she even goes as far as Sheila as to tweet, you'll always be my best friend. and shit like that so police are watching this intently and then suddenly on march 31st sheila makes these cryptic tweets one of them says we really did go on three oh yeah so clearly she doesn't fucking feel bad in my opinion and there's other tweets too i didn't actually write them down word for word but there are tweets from sheila like kind of almost bragging but you know really It's because, like, I watched an interview about this from one of the journalists that covered the cases, and he basically says that it's because they're teenage girls and they think that they're invincible. Like, he feels like they really thought that they were going to get away and that nobody knew. Especially Sheila, because she has no idea that Rachel's confessed. And when the two girls were interviewed before the confession, their stories matched perfectly. Like, they were, like, 100% everything was exactly the same they didn't budge on their stories they didn't there were no discrepancies it would ever have been solved i feel like it would have i think it would have i think it would have taken more time yeah and it would have been much more difficult because they would have had to find the body first and then Mm -hmm. go from there exactly and even then it's like because they wouldn't have been able to convict without the body and how would you know to look that they drove almost an hour away yeah and i feel like when a typical murder investigation happens, I feel like they look in the general vicinity. Right. Not hours and hours. I mean, in from here... Place in the woods. If know. I went missing, they're not going to go halfway to Idaho and start looking for my body. Like, they're yeah. going to look maybe out, you know, by Antelope Island and oh, all yeah, that. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would have taken a really long time. And the girls probably could have gotten away with it if the body was never found because there's no evidence of a murder. Right. So there's just evidence of shady. Exactly. So the test results from the car finally come back and there is blood found in Sheila's trunk and it's Skylar's. So everything's finally coming together, but what they don't understand and what they don't have is a motive. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. So everyone kind of wanted to know. So they start investigating like the high school and to see if they can get any more rumors. And he said, she said, and a lot of the kids at the school said that the relationship between the three girls was like quickly deteriorating. Like they were inseparable their freshman and into sophomore year, but they could tell like Skylar and Sheila were fighting all of the time. They never got along. They were always like subtweeting each other saying like indirectly saying like, this is why I could never trust anybody. Like, and they're directly like digging at each other. Um, And classmates overheard Rachel, like as the year went on, Rachel and Sheila talking about how the best way to kill somebody would be. And then, yeah, then there's reports that Sheila and Skylar, the two in specific, were doing nothing but fight. Um, But really, like, at the end of it, that's that's the best explanation. Yeah. They just didn't like her anymore. They didn't like her anymore, so they... What if they just, like, here's an idea, made new friends? Yeah. And it's fucking crazy that this would even come to their fucking head, like... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I can't understand that even a little bit. 
I can't either. So at the end of everything, obviously Sheila and Rachel are both tried. In order for Rachel to give that much information and she would have done it with her lawyer in the room, it makes it sound like she already had a plea deal of some kind, but I'm not really entirely sure. So at the end of it, the way that it's discussed is it seems like Sheila, Sheila and Rachel were equal parts players in the murder, Absolutely. but Sheila was much more manipulative, even to the point of going to the parents' house, helping look for her, crying to her friends, <sighs> making all these fucking tweets. tweets about how much she loved her. Rest in peace, my angel. Ew. Yeah. So Sheila ends up taking a plea deal. She's sentenced to life in prison, possibility of parole in 15 years. Rachel apologizes to the family in court, something Sheila does not do. She's sentenced to 30 years, eligible to parole in 10. So this happened, I want to say it's like 2008 or 9, maybe? In the beginning of this episode, I said we should go back to 2008. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I don't actually know what year it was. I should know that. But it was, well, if she was 16 when she died, I would have been a sophomore, which was 2010, I think. Yeah. So... Probably 2010, 2011, which means one of them is going to be eligible for parole next year. Because that would be 2000. Well, I guess I don't know when they were sentenced. Oh, yeah. But within the next five years, years, I bet Rachel in the next five, Sheila in the next eight, nine. Jesus. Which I guess, not to be like, people have very different opinions on this topic, but I personally am against minors being sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole and i know that these girls sound like sick twisted fucking spoiled brass but i don't think that that necessarily means that they could never not be that way i was just watching a hulu show about this i can't remember what it's called Mm -hmm. but it was like you follow the stories of like minors like people who were tried as minors before it was like like when it was okay to do that Mm -hmm. and like because i think what was it 2012 where it was decided that it's no longer, like, acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was, like, overturned. Like, yeah. no more mandatory life yeah. sentences. So now it's, like, it's like a show on Hulu. I'll have to look it up and see what it's called. But it, like, you follow their story of them, like, getting retrials and, like, figuring out. Like, kind of, like, finding redemption a little bit. Yeah, because now it's not really constitutional to say that they get it. Which, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people agree with this. Sorry, I have to finish this bottle of wine. It's kind of like a bubbly one, which it's fine. <laughs> I guess I said. makes I me feel worry. like I hate when you don't finish them and they get, like, flat. Oh, yeah. And you can tell they're, like, old and crusty. I mean, you're still going to drink it. But... Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with a mandatory life sentence. No, but it's also scary. It's really scary. Because, like, think about maybe we'll cover this. Well, this one's been covered a lot. It's kind of overkill, but there were two other stories I wanted to talk about, like kind of not tell the whole case, but the reason I wanted to do this case is there's another case where this just happened too. I think it was this year or last year. I might be making that up. I just read it. So it feels like it was recent, but it was in Delaware and it was a group of girls just like this. I think it was only two though. Like I think it was one girl who killed her friend Mm-hmm. And they, she beat her to death with a baseball bat in the Jeez. woods. No, it was okay. It was in Delaware. It was <laughs> two girls and one of the girls' ex boyfriend. Oh, oh, I've heard this one. Yeah, I've heard this one. So it was the ex boyfriend who teamed up with the best friend <sighs> to kill his ex girlfriend, and they beat her to death in the woods with a baseball bat. 
And it's like, what? And I was watching this one um, episode of Jailbirds on Netflix, mm-hmm. and there's a girl in there, and she's only like 19, but she's like in prison and has been for a while. She was like, and she was convicted as a minor. I think she was only 17, mm-hmm. but she was with like the, this group of people, and I think all the people in the car were um, adults at the time. And it was like they went in and they were like robbing people and shooting people for no reason. Like they just were robbing them. And she was she was 17. She was in the backseat of the car. And I think she had given her shirt or something to somebody to use as a mask and stuff like that. And they like went in the house and like shot a family or something and like shot someone on the driveway. Oh my and, like, God. killed all these people. And the girl, like, she didn't get out of the car. She didn't run. She didn't call for help. She didn't do anything. She just sat in the backseat. And then she, like, went to a hotel or something. And then I think she went to, like, a breakfast buffet. What? And then ended up being arrested and, like, tried and everything. Yeah. I don't think she got nearly, like, as severe as a punishment as the rest of them. Because they were all adults. And they were all, like, shooting people. But... Who can, like, witness a murder like that and then go to a breakfast buffet? And I don't, like, understand, like, I just... Yeah. And I saw another one, like, I'm just going to keep going off because I've been Do watching it. a lot of these. Do it. Um, I saw a different one. It was Girls Incarcerated. Have you seen that? I've seen parts of it. I haven't, so like, good. sat and watched oh, it. so good. The drama. The tea. <laughs> the drama. Um, There's this one girl, and she was only, like, 16, and she had a baby, and her and her baby daddy, like, got high and stuff. And, like, he wanted to go rob people. And she didn't want to be high alone. So she went with him. And they ended up, like, holding somebody by gunpoint, like, in her home. What? Went in there to rob her. And she was holding the gun to the lady's head, like, trying to rob her and shit. And then now she's in, like, a juvenile correction facility. What the But, like, fuck? you get to, like, watch her kind of, like, grow and, like, be better. And I do think that, like, they can, like, as yeah. a kid. But it's also, like, something has to be wrong in there. I think like, I need medication, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, and I always come back to this case on this subject, but that case in Canada where the Asian dude went, he was, like, an Asian immigrant to Canada. He didn't speak any English. He was riding a Greyhound bus, or maybe it wasn't called a Greyhound oh, bus. Oh, 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 and he oh, fucking yes, yes, yes. macheted him and ate yeah, him. yeah. On the bus, and then like nine years later, he was let out because they said he was a schizophrenic who was untreated, and so they treated him, and then they let him out. Well, um, that is a really good way to go into my case. Is it really? Because you've already told me that this case is like fucking gross, and I'm disgusting. I need to know. And like, I didn't know. I've heard his name before, but I didn't really know the case. Yeah. And I asked you, and you said you don't know anything about it. Yep, I don't. I've never heard of it. Okay. So, we were looking up the pronunciation so that I don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Issei Sagawa. Did I say it how I was supposed to? Yeah, I think it's... Issei? Issei? Issei Sagawa. Yeah. Issei. That sounds right. Okay. Deal. Let's do it. We're sticking okay. with it. Yes. <laughs> so, my case is about Issei Sagawa, and we're just gonna warn everyone that it's disgusting. Graphic. Very it's graphic. It's so graphic. I'm gonna and put a just, tag on it, too, yeah. just in case. And I... I debated on if I wanted to go into the detail of it or not. Sometimes it's really important, though, for the story in a way. This one, it's just like, I feel like it's important because how, I think we need to talk about, like, how people can do things this disgusting. And it's important and, to understand that, like, this shit really happens in the world. And I feel like, as like for me personally, 
I have to know that stuff. Like, if something happened to Jason, I would would need to know everything. Everything. Otherwise, I wouldn't get closure. Sometimes I worry when I do cases like this, if I am almost, like, giving the person what they wanted by... By talking about, about them. That's by hard, though. Giving all these details. Is it like disrespectful to the victim, you know? Yeah. To go into detail of all the nasty things that happened to them. That's so hard. I don't know. But That's then it's really also hard. like if it was me, and I can't actually speak on that because I've never been murdered. True. But like I feel like or I would have been a victim of like something that's nasty and severe. Like, yeah. Like I don't even know anybody that's been murdered personally, like in my immediate family or anything. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so far away from my reality. Right. I feel like, potentially, though, I would want everyone to know what happened to me. Oh, absolutely. I say this every chance yeah. I get, that if I get murdered, I better be a Dateline episode <laughs> or a 2020 or a documentary. And that's not me being funny. I'm being serious. Like, if I'm murdered in some gruesome, horrible way, I want everybody to know. To know. Yeah. Like, I just do. And I think it's also, like, like the... The detail in this one, it's maybe not the most important to the story, and like he's disgusting regardless. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of just really proves the point that someone like this, like, existed, shouldn't be allowed to be alive. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I just wanted to start out talking about like how he grew up and kind of how he became this yeah. monster that we know him as. Because that's what's really interesting to me. Like, it's the weird. childhood and the backstory is so yeah. interesting to me. With this one, it's kind of odd. So he was born on April 26, 1949. And what's weird to me is, like, you. I feel like a lot of times you hear that they're born into this, like, abusive family or, like... Sexual the, assault. Yeah, or, like, the dad just looked shit and just beat him or, you know, what something happened or... Yeah, we're always looking for, like, that one thing that was, like, that's it. He was born into a wealthy family. Like, his grandpa was some sort of author, and then his dad was a really successful businessman himself. So, like, they had lots of money. Like, his family was loving. Like, they were, like, good people. Jesus. Just, like, nice, loving family. Like, I think he had a brother, and, like, his family just really loved him. But he was born prematurely, Mm -hmm. and he was born so small that he was supposedly, like, able to fit in his dad's home. Oh, my God. So he was a little guy. So he was in the hospital for a while and was just, like, getting treatments. And he ended up, like, surviving. Like, he was okay. Yeah. But (laughs) this is going to sound really mean, but, like, once you know how awful he is, it's fine. Okay. Fair. Unfortunately for him, though, he never outgrew his smallness. Um, He only ever grew to be 4'9". Oh, jeez. His voice never ends up dropping. Oh, he was born in Japan, also. Just, oh, okay, I never okay. gave any of that. That makes sense. He's Japanese. Got it. Um, his voice never ends up dropping, so he has, like, a really feminine voice still. Oh, like, no. He's just... Which, there's nothing wrong with that, but no. to me, if maybe in his prematureness, maybe something happened, like like something really common, like lack of oxygen, things like that, mm-hmm. maybe he was already going to be, like, having emotional dysregulation, right. and then to be super super short to have this different voice from other people like yeah so i'm just like trying to be like a psychologist yeah. here and like this is why why he acts this way so because of his height and his just like awkwardness yeah he just grew to be this really insecure kid fair which like i don't necessarily blame him for that we all kind of 
go through an awkward phase. He just never really got out of We just this. weren't in an awkward phase as young men at four foot nine. Yeah. I cannot imagine that. Mm-hmm. And men are, girls are mean too for other right. reasons, but when it comes to height and physical ability and things like that, men are fucking mean too. Yeah. And also like, I feel like it's a big thing that a lot of men are self-conscious of. Yeah. And it's like, Especially when it comes to, like, dating and stuff like that. Like, they feel like women won't ever find them attractive if they're so short or, yeah, you know. So I can see how that would kind of take a hit on his confidence. Absolutely. But um, he basically just kind of stuck to himself and was, like, that nerdy kid. Like, he just fell into that role where he got really big into literature, like, reading, writing, and just kind of stuck to himself like that. Yeah. And this is where... I don't understand how this could have, I feel like this can't be the true cause of his disgusting behavior. Yeah. But this is one of the things he- like, That people like point to? He he himself credits to- Oh, Chris, really? Is that he had a dream when he was young, like young, young. Like, I, I don't think he ever said an age, but I want to guess that maybe he was like five or six. Mm-hmm. And he had this dream that him and his brother- were in this big pot that they were being boiled. In their dream. In his dream, yeah. Like, he was about to be eaten. Like, he was being prepared like a soup. What the fuck? <laughs> like, this always reminds me, this is not important at all, but it always reminds me of Smash Bros. And you know how you can get, like, that superpower? You hold down B, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> everyone in the pot. Yes. That's what I think of. So that's basically what he was dreaming of. He was having... Kirby nightmares. I got really high one time and I was in a hot tub and I remember having this really distinct fear that I felt like I was cooking and that we were all vegetables. (laughs) So on some level, I relate to this, but I also don't murder people. So yeah, so that's a real difference. So don't do drugs, (laughs) y'all. I literally was in the hot tub and I was like, guys, I feel like I'm in a stew. Well, that's how he felt when he was five. Oh, yeah, that's scary. So I think it kind of like triggered something in his brain that like he didn't want to be i don't know at least according to him according to him this is what but yeah like we all have dreams that are weird as hell and it doesn't make us murderers i dare say i'm not an expert in this regard and not an expert on anything but i feel like dreams don't fuck you up that much no like like i've had my fair share of a nightmare but like you would probably like okay i have some night i have had some nightmares that i think about Every once in a yeah. while, or something reminds me of them, but I'm not like traumatized by them. I'm just like, ew, that was an icky dream. That made me feel bad. Okay, let's weird. have a good day. What a weird thing to say is a reason, whatever. Yeah. So he so he says that, but he said the the event that was real mm-hmm. that happened in his childhood that really makes him think that like this is where it all started. He was in first grade, mm-hmm. and he was at school. And he was, this just sounds silly, I'm sorry, but, like, he had, like, a, a classmate that was attractive. He was, a, like, a young boy in his class that was attractive. Mm-hmm. And he was mesmerized by the look of his thigh. Of his thigh? His thigh. This is a weird, and how a weird motherfucker. he wanted to eat it. To eat it. To eat it. Mm, yep. Okay. Um... Okay. Yeah. So he he just wanted to eat it, and these thoughts never faded away, really, or got Good. better. Good. Or he like I don't know. And I, I think another example of something that I think really shaped him as like 
how who he confused him. I just think of him as a big pussy. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's all I can imagine. But like, like his, oh, your life is still hard. Yeah. Is his parents never really had like the talk with him, which like I'm sorry again, okay. not an excuse. Like mine didn't either. What kind of a fucking reason is that? Yeah. So well, he says that they never had the talk, and the whole subject was really taboo in his household. Welcome to half of America literally. and probably two thirds of the world. Right. And so he said that it made him, like, uncomfortable with, like, these thoughts and feelings that he started to have. Yeah. As he, like, started at puberty, he just was, like, really unsure and, like, didn't know what was normal, didn't know what wasn't normal. And he, like, he felt like his attraction to, like, the idea of eating people Uh was relatable into the same feelings other people have about, like, just normal sexual urges. I feel like this guy's... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Crazy. <laughs> I feel like Disgusting. it's... Like, yes, crazy. Like, borderline mentally ill. But at the same time, like, the fact that he comes up with these rational... Mm-hmm. Like, these, like, rationalities yeah. that he says, like, well, I thought that it was, like, bro, are you stupid? Like, mm-hmm. Like, not to be rude, but... How do you in any way, shape, or form... I would have more respect for him if he was like, no, I'm just fucking crazy, dude. Like, I just wanted to and I just did. But to try and make it seem like it was normal and it was how could he have felt any other way. He literally thinks it's like... He's blaming it on other circumstances as opposed to just being like... And it's just not... Okay. It's not okay. He admits as a youth, he has never said an age, but he like out loud will admit that he participated in bestiality with a dog as a youth. Like, he's just, like, fucked up. Straight up. Like, there's no other way to describe him. Like, he is, like, not comfortable with himself, so he does whatever, like, he, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he just, you don't feel bad for a person that acts like that. Mm -mm. Maybe if he was, like, really insecure and, like, stuff like that, like, I would feel bad if he wasn't murdering people. Like, if he wasn't... Did his parents not notice that he was a weird kid? Don't you have to know on some level? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know about that. from here on, he just gets worse. Oh, no. (laughs) So, at the age of 24, he's gone this long, he's never killed anyone. He's thought about eating people. But he hasn't quite acted on it. He has never done anything. But at this point in his life, he's attending, I'm going to say Waco. Waco? Don't know how actually it's pronounced. Waco, Waco, but I don't know. University in Tokyo, where he actually ended up getting a master's degree in English lit. So he's actually, he's not stupid. Interesting. He's actually an intelligent person. Yeah. Um, He kind of got this obsession with... The idea of like European women and what kind of like Western culture, yeah, and what they would taste like. And this dude is fucking wacky, yes. And one day he followed home a tall German woman, and while she was sleeping, he broke into her apartment. And his intent was to cannibalize her by slicing off a part of her buttocks. And then just sneaking away to eat it. He never intended on killing her. He didn't want to kill people. He wanted to eat people. He didn't want to kill people. The fuck? He wanted to eat living people. 
He wanted to eat living people. He didn't want to kill people. He didn't want people to have to die for it. But he wanted to eat them. Isn't he so kind? I know. Oh, what my a, what God. a sweetheart. He didn't want to actually kill anyone. He just wanted to eat their thighs. Dude, what the fuck? So his plan. So he follows this woman home. And he breaks into her apartment while she's sleeping. He goes to, like, literally chop off her butt cheek, which, like, reminds me of that case that we were talking about. That, oh, the butt the slicer. slicer or whatever. Oh, yeah. you're so right. So, because he wasn't going to kill her or anything. It's literally he just wanted to chop off her butt cheek. And then, like, bounce. And go eat it somewhere. What the fuck? Yeah, so that was his goal. He didn't do it. Because he got into her apartment, was standing over her, like, sleeping body. She woke up. And she's, like, this tall, fairly strong woman. And he's tiny. He's four foot nine, and he's weak and frail. So she pushes him on the ground and calls the cops. Oh, my God, that's so... What is wrong with you, dude? Get off of me. That's embarrassing. And so cops are called... And it's basically like people, he never revealed to the police at this time what he was what his true intentions were. They think he was just breaking and entering and didn't realize well, she was they, there. They charged him with like attempted rape. Oh. Because they okay. thought he was going to rape her. He was in her bedroom, which is. And had a knife. And, was, and he like didn't argue it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to rape her. I was going to eat her. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like he was, that's what he was like, went with it. Yeah. But he had a wealthy father who paid for like a settlement to just like. Keep quiet and yeah, be done with not. it. So he was never arrested. He was never like charged with anything. They just kind of paid her off. What the fuck? Yeah. So and he never told anyone what his true intentions were. So like no one was. No aware. one really knew. They not just, even his parents. Yeah. No. But even then, I'm sorry, but if my son broke into somebody's house and attempted to rape them, I would never pay anyone off. No, I'd be like, go to fucking jail and, and think nasty, about like, what you've done. Forever, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. You're not shit. my kid anymore. Mm-mm. My kid would not do that. But Fuck that. That's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that was when he was 27. Um, so, no, I'm sorry, 24. And then when he was 27, he ended up moving to France mm-hmm. to pursue a PhD in literature in Paris. So, he's going to school. Like, he's still, like, just living his life. Now he's in Paris. He's trying to further his education. Right. And he befriends this lady in one of his classes. And um, she was a Dutch woman, and her name was Renee Harfeld. Mm-hmm. And their relationship was very much like they were just friends. Like, he... Like, platonic. Like, very platonic. Like, they would hang out, like, have dinner and stuff, but they were nothing more than that. Yeah. But he started to just... He says that when he first met her, he became in love with her. He was obsessed with her. He would make sketches of her so that he wouldn't, she would never catch him staring at her. Because he was just like looking at her in his book. That's scary. Yeah, and so. He's a nut job. So they, he ended up inviting her. Well, before that, he was still struggling, struggling, hard life. Yeah. With his thoughts and desires to eat people. Yeah. And he said almost every single night he would have a prostitute come to his apartment and he would go to like try to kill them but his fingers would freeze and he would never be able to pull the trigger what the fuck? and so they just leave so almost every night he like tried to work up the courage to kill someone to eat them it's just like escalating further and yeah, further because he kind of just like came to the conclusion that like if he's gonna eat someone they're gonna have to die yeah because like, he already like fucked up that one time he can't eat someone that's alive 
like willingly. Like no one's gonna do that. No. So he kind of came to this conclusion, even though he really didn't want to kill anybody. That's so he was freaking. trying to kill all these prostitutes, but could never bring himself to do it. Can you imagine like finding out later that you were one of the prostitutes that were in his home? Like, that could have gotten fucking martyred. Ugh. Yeah. That's unsettling as hell. So and I'm sorry, what time period is this? Um, this was he was born in let me double check. In 49. Okay, so this is probably the 60s. He's 27 at this point. So 70s yeah, so. at that point. Because 40, 50, 60, and then... Yeah, so he, this would be the 70s. Um, yeah, so he was... And again, this is just another reason for me to call him a big fucking pussy. He is like, a big fucking pussy. He wanted this, oh, yeah, but he would never kill... Like, not that he should, but... Like, like oh, that's so tough for you. Mm, like, this is such a hard internal struggle you're going through. You can't bring yourself to kill. And if you're having thoughts like this and you're smart enough to be to the point where you're like on a PhD. Then you have read enough and you understand enough real life circumstances to know what's fucking normal and what's abnormal. And right. you know that that's not fucking normal. And yeah. to still like avoid or delay getting mental help is like, that's on you, dude. Like, yeah. So the, the night of June 11th, 1981. Mm-hmm. So right after that period with the prostitutes, um, he's now 32 at the time. And he invites his friend, Renee Hartfell, over, the one that he met at school. The one who he's obsessed with. That he's obsessed with. Jesus. He brings her over to his apartment for dinner, and he kind of, like, tells her, like, hey, like, I have this um, project that I need to do, and I need your your help translating this German poetry for me. And she's like, sure, okay, like, yeah, I can help you out with that. Oh, God. Um, while he's, she's, like, reading the poetry... He goes, like, he's mid-conversation with her. He goes into his closet, pulls out a rifle, and shoots her in the back of the head. What the fuck? Yeah, just... Mid-conversation. Yeah. So she never even suspected that he was doing something weird, you know? Like, they're just chit-chatting, and he just shoots her in the back of the head. Jesus. And this is just where it gets worse and worse and worse. Okay, I'm ready. his, His thought process was that he is weak, he is small, he is frail. He is all these, like, ugly things that he thinks about himself. Mm-hmm. If he were to eat this tall, strong, beautiful woman, like, he would absorb her energy. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Oh, I don't know. Like, she was she was 5'10". She was... So she's a tall she's lady. She's like a tall, pretty woman. And he That's was like, like model status. I know. I know. must be fucking so he wanted to consume her, to be, be her, become more like her, I guess. And he never, again, like he was friends with her and he never really wanted her to die. So after he killed her, he freaked out because he's a pussy and he fainted. Of course he did. And then after that, he wakes up and he has this like second judgment, like this second of thought where he's like well maybe i should call the ambulance and he goes to himself he says that he said this well i've waited 32 years for this i can't i might as well just not back out now oh my god so he continues um he starts eating her body and here is the disclaimer again because it's gonna get gross yeah so his first choice was to eat her butt cheek Mm -hmm. And he wanted to eat her right butt cheek. Specifically. Specifically. Because 
the way that the heart, like he's smart enough to know like the blood flow when mm -hmm. you, with your like heart and where it pushes the blood to. So he knew that the left butt cheek would have more blood and he wasn't really into blood. So he wanted the right one. Cause it had less. Because it would be less bloody, like less messy. Uh-huh. So yeah, so he wakes up, he puts a towel under her head to kind of like control some of the bleeding. Because again, he doesn't really love blood. Mm -hmm. Then he starts like, I shit you not, this guy, he's so book smart, but he's so fucking stupid. Yeah. He starts to eat her butt cheek directly with his mouth. Like just Ew. chomp right in. Like an animal. Yeah. And it didn't work. No. Because he said, he like he was going on about how the skin is just so tough. Like so thick and tough and leathery. Like he can't, can't get through it. So his next method... He said, it, like, it was making his jaw hurt because he couldn't chew through her butt. Mm -hmm. So his next method that he chose was he went and grabbed a knife out of his kitchen. He grabbed a fucking butter knife. This dude's meant what? Is he stupid? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Maybe he didn't have real knives? I don't know. Either way, you would think you would prep for that if you were going to kill someone. What? This story is insane. I don't know. I don't know. So... He starts trying to cut her butt cheek open, like, with the butter knife, and it's obviously, again, not working. Yeah. So he has to run to the store real quick to go get a carving knife. Casual. So he does that, and then he starts carving up her butt cheek and eating it. And to his surprise, there's a lot of fat in the butt cheek. Weird. Yeah. It, it, he's like, he had expected to cut it open and have it just be, like, red muscle, muscle meat. No. And it was automatic, like, it was just fat at first and like he described it as like a corn like substance Ew. yeah and like i when i was in high school we went to a cadaver lab mm -hmm. and they like had us hold human fat mm -hmm. in our hands and like it is pretty like yellow and like squishy and like it is like that's what it's like and i think about that every time i eat french fries now <gasps> because the guy in the cadaver lab he Ugh. gave it to us he goes that's what happens when you eat a french fry <gasps> And so now, like, I think about, like, squishing the human fat. Ew, it was so yucky. It was yucky. traumatizing. Yeah, I think about that every time now. I still eat them. Why would they take you there? Oh, it was for my med anatomy class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I took it It was really cool. It was, like, like it was really... a weird experience for sure, but it was really cool. Yeah. But when now he, this story is... When he was saying, like, the fat substance, I know exactly what he's talking about and what it looks and feels like. Gross. And it's like, oh, you know, I can't imagine that being appetizing in any way, like, doing That's that, so you know? like, nasty. <laughs> like, there's, like, when you cut in the skin, like, there's a full layer and you can oh, yeah. see it. And, like, so he didn't expect that because he's stupid, apparently. Yeah. And so he starts literally just, like, chopping off parts of her body that he likes. And, like, like her left boob... And her right butt cheek, and like all these things, like her thighs, and like cooks them in different ways, Ew. and like tries different. He ate the soles of her feet, and couldn't finish them because they didn't taste good. And I'm like, no shit, dude, they're feet. What the fuck like, is wrong why would with that this be yummy? dude? Why would that be yummy? That's feet. Yeah, and then the this part is the part that made me like, oh, ugh. he bit off. Her nose. Why? I don't know. It's so gross. That's and he like crunched through the cartilage, like bit it off. Ew. Yeah. Thank God she was dead. Yeah. Like, and that I know bad, that. But, like, no, thank God. Because he's a 
fucking lunatic. And then this he this is like horror movie shit right here. He chopped out her tongue and then ate it while staring at himself in the mirror, like mouth open, like nom, nom, nom. like he's this sounds fake. Like this sounds like it's fucking not, fake, dude. Like that doesn't sound real, but it is. Yes, no. And there's like more, and I don't know if I even want to do more of it because like the part that like really got me, I haven't even said yet, and I don't even know if I want to. I have to know though. You want to? I have, I have to know. Okay. Or I'm gonna Google it this after is this be podcast. Yucky, I'm so sorry. And if you don't want to hear it, just skip a couple of seconds. Or yeah, maybe. skip like thirty seconds. So he, apparently, he like tried eating her private parts, mm-hmm. and he was, <laughs> he swallowed her clitoris whole. Ew. And like ate some of her pubes. Ew. What the and, fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude. And he said he tried to like go further on but she was on her period so it smelled bad and he couldn't bring himself to do it i'm like bro that's only some blood you are you're you're eating a person you're eating a person and this is where you draw the line why in the what kind of rationale and then oh my god and then he decided to literally cut out her butthole and try to eat it like her anus, like he tried to eat it. That's like disgusting. But it was sexual too. Yeah, and he couldn't continue because it didn't taste good. And I was like, "What?" And like he like fried up parts of her and stuff. Like like he went and did what he needed to do to fulfill whatever sick, twisted fantasy was in his brain. I guess I don't know. I don't know. But the whole thing, it literally just made me sick. How did you find this story? I don't even remember. I was just like... You'd like go down like rabbit holes. I do, for sure. I was just searching cases and then one led to another and then another and then another. And I found this one and I was like, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I have to tell somebody how yucky this guy is. That's... I haven't even gotten to the craziest part, but we'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. So, now that we've described that way more than we needed to, he... Takes her body and he. What's left of it? Yeah. He brings it to bed with him. Ew. And it would be all bloody. Gross. He sleeps next to it, but he also has sex with her body. Whatever. Is How? There. I don't know. And Ew. I think some of the things I said were not all initially like right off uh, of that. Okay, okay. But these are just a lot of the things that he did do to her body. Yeah. Um, He has sex with her corpse and then like sleeps next to it and then wakes up in the morning. And Dink's like, oh, it doesn't stink. I can just keep eating it. Gross. So he continues it and continues it. And then when her body, like, finally starts to, like, smell bad, like, there's flies and stuff because it's, like, deteriorating, then he realizes, like, okay, now it's time to get rid of the body. And he prepared, he couldn't be bothered to prepare for this with knives. He couldn't even bring knives. But he brought, he had purchased in advance two suitcases Mm -hmm. in which he put parts of her body in. Like, he chopped her up and put her in the suitcases. Gross. And he takes a taxi and goes to the lake. And, and dumps it. the taxi driver... Oh, my God. This part was like, this isn't real. This is so fake. He was pulling the bags out of the trunk. And he's like, oh, these are heavy. What you got in there, dead body? What the fuck? And he goes, no, they're just my school books. Ha, ha, ha. And then leaves. What? With the suitcases. This story yeah, is upsetting. Yeah, so crazy, huh? And then he walks around the lake. He's not really sure. It's like 
not as dark as he wants it to be yet outside. It's still kind of light. Yeah. He takes the suitcases to, like, this area over by the lake and just, like, dumps them. Yeah. But not before he, like, walked around and around and around. Like, he was seen by a lot of people. He didn't make it, like, a quick, quick. one and done. No, he, like, leisurely, like, walked around the park. And I think it, some people were saying that, like, they noticed that his bags were, like, tripping. Ew. Yeah. And so he drops off the bag. He doesn't even, like, immediately book it out, like... He doesn't just quickly exit. So he's standing kind of just like around in the park, and this guy sees these bags that are like dripping. And he's like, Hey, are these your suitcases? And he says to this day that he regrets saying this because he said, No, they're not mine. So then the guy starts opening them. And he said, If I would have said, Yes, they are, then maybe he wouldn't have opened them and we would have been like, Here, like, here's your stuff, you know? But he said no. The guy opened them and just screamed. They called the cops, and he literally just casually walked away from the scene. What the fuck? And then went home. And then four days later, he was arrested by French police. Mm-hmm. And they end up determining that he's not mentally stable enough to stand trial. Yeah. That he's just insane. So they... They make him stay in this mental institution, like, indefinitely. That's what they decided. So he just has to stay there forever. Yeah. But it starts becoming, like, big news. Yeah. Like, as it would. Yeah. And Just because of, like, the brutality of it all. It's attack. Like, it's bringing in, like, a lot of bad attention. Mm-hmm. And, like, media and, like, people are, like, really interested. And, like, it's causing a lot of, like, just publicity yeah and the french are pissed because they're like this isn't even like our citizen like why are we spend- like, spending all of our tax dollars keeping him here in our country he's not even like we don't want anything to do with this we want him out we want him gone we don't want to be tied to this anymore yeah exactly so they like expedited him they deport him to japan basically mm-hmm. where in like when that happens like his case kind of has to just be closed so he like gets away with it. So he kind of their case like the the files are closed. The cases like the everything is sealed, you know, like because in order for them to like get him out, like they the jurisdictions to... or whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They sent him to a mental institution in Japan, but there there is no like murder or cannibalism or any sort of like charge, charge because they're they're sealed back in France. What the fuck? So he's in this mental institution in Japan, and. They have a bunch of psychologists come and, like, examine him, and they determine he is sane, but evil. He's sane, so he, like, knows what he's doing. He's, he just does it anyway. He's just evil. But because he's deemed sane... He has to be let out. He checks himself out of the hospital. Oh, my God. Literally just, like, walks right out. He signs himself out, and he's free. To this day. What? Walking around in Tokyo. Like, he lives there. He just lives there, and he's free. And he's, like, a celebrity now. He's a celebrity? People, like... He has been in TV shows, documentaries. People interview him all the time. He wrote a book. He started a porno. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure in the porno, he, like, pretended to eat a body. Like, it was, like, a fake cannibal, like... Porno, like, ew. He has profited on this 
in many ways from all these different things he's been in these tv shows movies books he is not only like gone completely away with it is living fully free he has no repercussions at all no and he is known for what he's known for he's able to live as a free man and he made money off of it what the fuck dude and he has said that he wants to do it again before he dies and he's like 70 something but like what can they do they have no case to try him with anything it's all sealed up in another country yeah and there's no jurisdiction ah so he's still alive he's in his 70s he lives in tokyo or something That's so upsetting. And like, luckily for everyone, he's probably even more weak now. Because he's like- Tried to pull some shit. You could probably just like flick him on the head and knock him over. Yeah. Because he's a small, weak- Scrawny motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not possible. Like he could still probably shoot somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, easily. If he really wanted to. you probably couldn't drag him out or anything like that, but like- if you somehow were just in the wrong place, wrong time, he made it doable. He and it could it work, easily you know? be a prostitute. Yeah. Like, easily somebody who doesn't know, who doesn't have the means, who hasn't seen anything about him. He could just... And he was given a new name by the government, eventually. He was given a new name? Yeah. What the fuck? That case is so upsetting. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't even know why all of a sudden he wants a new name when... Maybe it's like a fear thing, like he thinks people But he are like was thriving off the fact that people knew he was this cannibal celebrity. So he was so long living in this like spotlight and now all of a sudden he wants a new name. Like meh. Oh my god. It's like is it because he's trying to like hide it? Ooh, and, like you to, know? to plot to do it again. I don't know. But he wants to satisfy it before he dies. He dies. Ew. And that case literally made me sick to my stomach, like sick. You were like in the middle of eating and you're like, nope. Not yeah, fucking no, I was eating, eating this. this ham and cheese and egg bagel. And like, as I was eating the ham part, it was when he was talking about like chewing into the butt cheek. So and did you like, watch an interview of him? Or um, I have seen part bits and pieces of him. I just like, honestly, I feel not right doing it because I don't want him profiting from any like. Yeah, you don't want him benefiting know. from it. I Ew. But I literally was in the middle. I bit the ham sandwich when it was talking about like the fat layer. Ooh. And I like. I started literally, like, I couldn't help, I couldn't eat my sandwich anymore. I was pissed. That's fucking gross, dude. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. And that was my case. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Girl, I'm so sorry. But that one just, like, blew me away. Like, the fact that he is still free. But we all know all this about him, and he admits it. We can all have all these conversations about how fucking gross it is, and it will never change anything because he's just going to keep walking around, and he's probably going to do it again. Probably. If he hasn't already and got away with it. Who knows? True. That is true. But he's also an idiot, so... Yeah. He's a smart idiot. <laughs> Which is the worst kind. I, I think he has, like, a movie, like, a documentary that he, like, produced. I don't know. Ew. Dude, like, he's a weird murder Who fucking lets him do this stuff? You want see how ugly he is? Yeah. I, I just feel like it's deserving. Like, normally I wouldn't be like, oh, that's something bad, but, like... I'm gonna post it on our Instagram, too, because I think people need to know. But, like, he's just not... That is the most I think I wouldn't think he was that ugly unless, like, I just know what's behind. Yeah, true. Like, how you know, evil he really is. He's just... I don't know. He's actually not, like, the world's ugliest person. I just... Inside, he is. 
I'll just take you a flash. How disturbing is that picture right there? Ew. Oh, I didn't even mention during like the process, like the days that he was eating her, mm-hmm. he would take photos of her body during each stage of like eating her. Her poor family, dude. Yeah, and it's like you can see those pictures on the internet if you wanted. I'm not gonna show the internet that. I think I would throw up. If they want to go find it themselves, go ahead. Um, But yeah, you can definitely find those photos on the internet, and I don't want to. Yeah, that's so sad, dude. He is like, I think that that is like next level monster shit right there. That's like straight out of a nightmare or. A horror movie. And I know we say that all the time, but for real, that is a horror movie. But this time, I really mean it. <laughs> I really mean it. I just, like, can you imagine being his family and, like, your kid being that? Like, it sounds fucked up to say, but, like, can you imagine, like, if his mom, like, wished that he would have just died as baby instead? You know? Like, yeah, seriously. No, like, how else? Because I think she has tr- attempted suicide after this because it's so hard on her. And how could it not be? There's no other way for it to be. Like, that would be, that's something I'm seriously afraid of. It's like having a kid that does something fucking awful. And the way that people talk to them, or about them, I should say. Yeah, it's like you almost feel responsible for bringing that person into the world. You know? Like, when Absolutely. you're not, like, it's not your fault that they are a monster. But there's nothing you can really do if, like, your kid has serious issues. All you can try to do is support them and get them help. But, like, even then, you can't force kids to do anything ever. Yeah. And especially once they become adults (laughs) and stuff. Yeah, dude, I don't know. That case just left me, like, feeling icky. Absolutely sick. Oh, true crime is fucking weird. Yeah. I used to, like, listen to a lot of Sword and Scale, like, literally episodes and episodes in a row. It would make me almost, like... It made me, like, upset all the time. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong. Like, I seriously love that podcast, but you have to listen to it in, like... Spurts. Spurts, for real. Because I did nothing but for a week straight at work that except listen, and the whole week I was just like, is everyone around me a murdering, fucked up lunatic? Right. Because it's like, it makes you feel like anybody is capable. Yep. Anybody. Anybody. The most unsuspecting Like your people. best friend at college that you met all of a sudden is going to shoot you and eat you? Like, what kind of a world is yeah. that? Ugh. Ugh. Like, and I'm sorry, this is going to sound really, like, rude, but, like, can you imagine, like, being this, like, tall, beautiful, like, woman, and you feel like you're... The people you're supposed to be, no, maybe not supposed to be afraid of, like, the typical idea of, like, who's going to harm you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, a big, muscly dude in the dark yeah. alley. Yeah. But going over to your, like, small, four foot nine, weak Asian friend that you're just doing poetry with, that's not what you're going to think is, like, going to yeah, be the like, end of you. your guard is going to be way down. Like, yeah. you're not even, which is kind of something interesting to think about is, like, we make all these subconscious and conscious decisions about what should be scary and what shouldn't Going be scary. Going out with your friends at night? Not yeah. scary. These are your friends. But a they lot of you. times it is the people that are closest to you. Eep. Yeah. So apparently you just can't trust anyone if you've learned anything from this episode. If I don't show up next week, Celia did it. <laughs> Honestly, it's just so crazy. And it's kind of like last week with Phoebe Handjusk. It's oh, yeah. like... 
the boyfriend like we obviously don't know if he did it but we know he fucking did it especially with the next girlfriend and it's like you can't trust anybody no Uh, well welcome to our podcast this is where we share upsetting stories that make you think that it starts with nonsense blabber sad fucking stories us whining about them being sad Uh and then going well Okay. Everyone have a good Bye. day. No, I <laughs> That's don't. That's how they go. But there's just something so addicting about learning these cases. Like every single time, I've probably learned about thousands, literally yeah. thousands of cases. Just in Dateline episodes alone, I've seen over 500 Dateline episodes. Yes. So it's like things shouldn't be surprising, I feel like, at this point. They still are. There's... Every time I'm like, <gasps> he did not. <gasps> It was the boyfriend? Yeah. Really? It's like when you watch Snapped. It's so oh, dramatic. Yeah. I love that show. Those shows are like my guilty pleasure. Like Snapped. Guilty. Anything on Oxygen. Yeah. Oh. I love it. All right, friends. Well, that was an upsetting story. Our next Sorry. episode next week is, I think, arguably less upsetting. Yeah. Maybe. Still sad, but... Still sad, but not as graphic, no, I think. No, I think that's the, the gra- most graphic I'm ever going to get. Yeah. I don't know if I could get more graphic, actually. I um, haven't done like a super graphic, but I know of I try not to because I know a lot of people don't love it. I personally it's really, get really, really like it. I can't do them every time, but yeah. every once in a while I want to know like every little detail. But mm-hmm. I can't do it every single time like we talked about. I just. Yeah. But I know some people just hate it. So if that's something you don't like then something you don't like don't you listen to everything you just heard <laughs> listen to a true crime podcast go back and delete that from your brain sorry <laughs> please cleanse yourself take a nice bubble bath um have a nice cup of coffee watch some disney that's what i used to do when i would watch like <laughs> fucked up shit oh, yeah, yeah, you watch a kid's show after gotta watch nemo ne- watch some nemo watch oh. some monsters inc yeah up is oh, makes me sad oh god i cried at the baby Every one of them makes me cry still Which one? i mean not still it's kind of new mm-hmm. finding dory within the first 10 minutes i'm always like oh god i just watched that the other day Same. what else were we watching me and hannah watched something that made us both so the dinosaur goddamn. yes that one gets me that's so, the one i only knew that because I, I came over at the end of it oh true i'm not just a mind reader i have never seen that one that one like a little bit fucked it me up was, that one's sad i said <laughs> it was that one's sad oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that one's good well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this very upsetting episode of Between the Crimes. Love you. You guys can follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash between the crimes. Our Twitter is at BT Crimes. And then you can follow us on Instagram where we're going to post crime scene photos. Maybe not of this case, <laughs> but we will show you at least what he looks like and maybe what the apartment looked like or something yeah. if we can find it. And then same thing with my case. Um, and you can find that on Instagram. It's instagram.com slash between the crimes. And yeah, like fucking hell yeah. Cool. Yeah, like fucking hell yeah. Fucking See hell you yeah. next week. See you next week, you guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.